Hello, welcome to another edition of Real Talk with Real People. I am your host, Dr. Caroline Pathia Jones, and I am back with my special guest, author, Earlene Hayes, who happens to be my first cousin. I'm so excited to have her here. But let me just read a little bit about her, and then we're going to get started talking about her book. Um, Apostle Earlene J. Hayes is the founder, pastor, and visionary of World Outreach Deliverance Ministries. She has served as pastor of this ministry by teleconference every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. for over 15 years. She has been an intercessory prayer leader since the mid-70s where she continues to lead prayer ministries, conferences, and prayer workshops while interceding for many through prayer. Hayes is a licensed social worker who was employed with the South Carolina Department of Social Services for 28 years. And we are here and we're gonna discuss her book, How to Come Back from the Combat of Life. Now let me tell you a little bit about the book before we get started. How to Come Back from the Combat of Life is designed to strengthen your relationship with God through biblical teachings, proven life experiences and examples. Following these principles from the Word of God will give you a solid foundation and you will be able to come back from the combat of life issues and you will become renewed in your mind and spirit. And as you read and study this book, understand there is nothing too hard for God. Hallelujah. And thank you, thank you, thank you, Earlene, for coming and joining me today to discuss your book because your book speaks about all the principles of the ministry that um, I have been running for the last 30 years, uh, Sisters Helping Sisters in Christ Ministry. So I am grateful that you are here with us to talk about your book. So how are you doing this evening? I'm glad I am doing well and just excited to be with you all today. Such a great experience to just to come with other sisters to talk about life and life issues. I agree. I totally agree. And I love talking to people, period, which is why I have this podcast, which is just simply a candid conversation with me. So we're going to have a candid conversation. But let's start talking about this book right here. I want to talk about this book. So the, my very first question, and I'm going to ask you about this book, is what inspired you to write it? What inspired you? Life. Well, first of all, life issues. Uh, I've been in the ministry for over 35 years. Uh, I've been, uh, I'm a licensed social worker. I'm a life coach. I'm a, I'm a wife, was a wife, mother, grandmother, great-grandmother. Uh, and just dealing with so many issues that people do deal with in life. And some of them go AWOL. They lose it, go through depression, all different issues. And I want to let them know that life does not have to determine the things that you deal with in life. Haven't, do not have to determine where you go forth in life. You can come back from life issues. You know, my motto is remember to put God first. Live life and do not let life live you. Yes. That's so that's inspired me. So many things happened in my life uh, that I was able to come back from. And I thought others need to know they can come back from the combat of life. Okay. Well, I, I totally agree with you. So tell us a little bit about the book. 
tell us tell us about the book but don't give away too much because you know we want people to purchase the book for themselves too so tell us a little bit about the book this book is designed to help anyone who's going through anything whether it's depression oppression uh low self-esteem uh, uh mental abuse um uh, marital problems you've been through a divorce and a lot of people go through church pain, hurt, um, bullying, post-traumatic stress disorder, or just feeling abandoned, long, lonely, uh, working with foster children and working with people in general. There are a lot of people that have past stress, past emotions, past things in their lives where they are stagnated. And even dealing with a spirit of fear, most people don't realize myself for many years, I had a spirit of fear and fear will take you too far and will take you way out where you can't get where you need to get unless you get delivered from fear. So all of these emotions, all of these things that people deal with on a daily basis, and it's not really directed to only women. Is for women, men, boys, and girls who are going through anything. And, and based on the precepts and the biblical precepts and things that I've dealt with, that if you talk to me, you see me, and you, I could tell you my story. You can come back from the combat of life if you just follow this. And this just is just the beginning of what can happen to anyone who buys this book and uses it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a self-help book, right? Yeah. All right, so it's self-help, but and as you say, but what it what you have to do in order to do, as you said, you have to do something. Yeah. And it you have to decide where you want to go. Right. And the person and they need to get the book so they can they can find out how they can get started and how they can end. Right, right. That's that's why I said self help because we have to there's some things we have to do. It's not magic. Right. Don't just magically appear. You have to put something into it's it. It's not magic. That's right. That's right. So tell and us it's a process. It it's is a process. Yes, it is. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Talk tell me uh let's talk about your faith in god and how it has affected you in all areas of your life because you said you have a story and what i do know for a fact is that we all have a story what's your story uh, my story um even from a child and you and i first cousin so a lot of things i've always been considered as peculiar but we are it's different, but the words say we're peculiar. I had to find that there's nothing too hard in life that God cannot take. And my faith has been uh, rooted and grounded in the words of God by just application, applying these words of God to my own life, mm -hmm. uh, allowing him to just be there for me. And whatever you need God to be, he'll do it and he'll be there for you. But you have to believe, and you know, a lot of people, they can't see it. They say seeing is believing, mm -hmm. but you, this is a faith walk that you have to try. And I've been through the fire, and but I'm so glad that I'm like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I don't smell like smoke. 
because I kept my faith in God, the Father, the Son, and He, the Holy Spirit. I, I walk in the fivefold as an apostle, where God speaks directly to me to break down, give instructions, directions, and put things in order. I prophesize past, present, and future things. I evangelize, I break down walls and break down things where pastors maybe cannot do. And I pastor people, I nurture people, and I help them to be who they need to want to be. And I teach them because how can you hear mm -hmm. unless someone, you know, no one has to teach us how to live wrong, mm -hmm. but we have to be taught how to live right. Because mm -hmm. we all were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. But until the spiritual eyes get open and spiritual ears get open and our hearts be transformed and changed, we will never grow into who we can become. And it's only through Christ that we can become who he wants us to be. And, you know, I have found that so many people are trying to be what they want to be. But I had to look at myself and say, now, God, what do you want me to be? And that made all the difference. Okay. And it's a process. It's a daily process. Yeah. 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 So what did you learn when you were writing the book? Did, did anything um, new come up? I won't say new um, because there's nothing new under the sun. But what did you learn that was new? Um, right. Yeah. Because when you're writing a book, there's a lot of research that goes into, you know, um, writing a book. It doesn't matter what kind of book it is, whether it's uh, a book of healing. Right. Scripture, you still have to do the research. So what did you learn when while you were writing the book that opened up your eyes and gave you a little bit more? You know, that I had to put myself in that book. When I started writing this book, you know, there were things that I thought that I had was no longer on my shoulder or maybe I had brushed off that I was finished with. But I had to come to grips and grabs with, okay, you need to let go of some things. You need to put your uh, some more things in priority. And that helped me writing this book made me to help me to see that, okay, it's a process. And God has taken you through A through B, C and went down all the alphabets, but you're not at uh, W, X, Y, Z yet. You're still a process. And you still a jewel that being cut and uh, diamond and all of these things, but you you making it where you need to go. Okay. So I learned that a lot of stuff about me that I still will cry. Yes. I still have feelings. I still have desires. All these yes. things came up in this book. And uh, actually, Holy Spirit directed me. And I found out that a lot that, as you say, that I thought I knew as I start writing this book, a lot of things I found out that it was deeper than I thought it was. So that was some of the things that I learned in writing the book. Yes, yes, yes. That's definitely the experience. It was my experience. That's why I wanted to know if it was your experience too. I, I suspect it's probably everyone's experience when they they think they, right. they they're set themselves out to say, I'm going to do this. And then in the process... Like you said, it's a process. And in the process, we find out things about ourselves, too, that we may not have known, or maybe we hit it. Maybe right. we've known it and we hit it. All right, so how to come back from the combat of life. Um, I love this title. So how did you 
come about it? Did you just sit one day and you was going through some stuff and you said, all right, I'm going to have to come back from this and then decide, hey, that's a good title for a book. How did you get your title? Believe it or not, working as a social worker with abused, neglect children and parents and all of these things, I was working for a tax agency, Jackson Hewitt, after I re retired off my job many, many years ago because God took me off the job. Uh, and in the process of doing taxes, he, that was my first conference in 2011, how to come back from the combat. Mm -hmm. And then as I, you know, God kept using me to lay hands and people were delivered and they were healed and fragile and people were scarred and some people were letting them align their past mm -hmm. to dictate them their present and they were not having a future. And he started giving me this book. You need to help people to come back from what they've been combating in life and they can have a life in me and it can be a new life. Yeah. All right. Okay. That makes sense. And I'm here to tell you, um, when you've gone through and we all have gone through and I, I preached a message and that, and I, as you said, uh, with the woman with the issue of blood, it was her issue. So no one could, no one cared about her because it was not their issue. Yes. So everyone ignored her for 12 years because she had an issue of blood, okay? But everybody, anyone who reads my book, How to Come Back from the Combat of Life, has had some type of issue that they need to let go and let God and come back and live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I agree. So what advice do you give a Christian author out there who's saying to themselves, I, I want to do something. I want, I want to write down my experience. I want to write a book. <laughs> what advice do you give? Well, first live the book. Okay. You've got to live your book before you can actually write it. Okay. You've got to be confident in who you are in Christ. And actually, believe it or not, I, as you know, I'm from South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I went all the way to Atlanta, Georgia, to a conference and a young uh, prophet from California. And I have been my mom, which was your aunt, mm -hmm. been talking about this book for over 27 years. And um, he looked at me and he said, God said, you need to go on and write your books. So you, you got the books in you because you lived it. You cannot effectively help anyone else mm. unless you've been delivered yourself. And that's what so many people write books and they messed up from the floor up, okay? You've gotta be able to show that this, whatever you write down, that you can live by by examples and precepts and you gotta have some facts. So I would tell anyone that who's wanting to write a book, live some, mm. get delivered some and let the Holy Spirit direct and guide them because I've had so many publishers that wanted to publish this book. But as you know, my cousin, our cousin and her husband published my book, my first book. Oh, Because you have to be careful who you put your books up a lot. Oh. Um, cousin, Uncle Nathaniel's granddaughter. Oh. Male, but they, I wasn't there to publish the back of it on the book. I, you know what? I didn't even publish my book. Okay. All right now. And um, 
how many months did it take you to, um, you know, put it together or get to your first draft, I should say? How many months? Uh, I, I'll tell you, I've been writing this book for over 26 years. My mama, I started this book in June. Uh, within six weeks, less than six weeks, I was completed because it was embedded in my spirit. And me being a social worker, I had been writing all these years. It didn't just pop up out of the blue and said, hey, I'm going to write a book. But it's a process that has to be embedded in you and be in your spirit. And then God would give you the increase. Okay. Is yeah, but many, many years since I was a child, I knew I would be writing books. Yeah. Is this, this is your first book though, right? Is this your first book? This is, this is actually my first book that I've published, but I've done a lot of manuals and things for different, you know, like churches and did other books and booklets and whatever. This is my first published work, okay. but I'm always uh, compiling some type of work for someone and giving it to them. But right. this one need to be out for everybody. Okay. Okay, good. So, you mentioned fasting and self-care in your book. So I would love the audience to be enlightened right. in that topic. So how important is fasting and self-care? We live in a world right now where, first of all, self-care is necessary. And second of all, there's a, many people who don't even understand the concept of fasting. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Because I think it's a very important part of our spiritual journey knowing how to fast properly and also how to care for ourselves while we are fasting. Uh, you, I'm, I'm glad you asked. Uh, um, my daughter, a lot of people do fasting to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, in order to, uh, fasting is emptying out of yourself. And while you are fasting, you, you are studying the word, you're praying or you're laying before God or you are inviting his spirit to come in and when you empty out all this toxic toxic foods and things that you take in maybe on tv or people around you when you fast you empty out of self and you allow the word of god uh to come in you maybe through music through your praying through you meditating but you're making connections to with god and a lot of times uh the self-care because people can be so burdened, they can be so oppressed, they can be so down, and they look good on the outside, mm -hmm. but the self-care of your insides has to be renewed in yeah. order that it can show up on the outside. Yeah. And a lot of times, uh, I know for myself, when I was going through a lot of, you know, maybe um, personal things, I would eat um, to reward myself, you know. I deserve this. Not thinking that it was dealing with my kidneys, overeating, dealing with high blood pressure, certain foods, but I deserve this. And that was my way of feeling good or being happy for a few minutes. Yeah. But that, that happiness, it had consequences because it can make you, um, people get high blood pressure, diabetes, all kinds of headaches, uh, uh, different foods can bring hardens of the arteries and and even your personal appearance. Mm -hmm. When you look sad, I, I'm, I'm like, I see that you have on light colors. I wear light colors because it makes you feel light. It mm -hmm. makes you feel joyful. 
But uh, if you wear all dark colors, it's like you don't believe in the light and the joy. Knowing the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yeah. And when we learn how to effectively fast, not fast just to lose weight, right. not right. fast thinking that I'm going to get a prayer out so if I fast, Fast because you want to get your relationship with God better. You want more of God in you so you can be more clear of what he's asking you to do, what he's leading you to do, what you need to do. And it's all about getting, allowing God to prepare you before you can help anyone else. Okay. That leads, That's what it does. Yeah, it leads me into my next question is how has your relationship with God developed or how has it affected your writing um, as you continue to go on? And oh, my, my relationship with God, it has affected me in every way because what is happening is <laughs> I'm, I'm teaching, I teach Bible study. I have my ministry on Tuesday nights. Um, at eight o'clock rather than nine, I had to change it. And instead of being a prayer ministry, now I have a full service where I have a, a worship service where we do the nine, the whole nine law yards, we do a service at eight o'clock. And it has affected me and helping me to really understand what God can do through me and I'd be all over the world talking to somebody about Jesus. So this book has helped me to grow myself. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. Okay. So um, receiving power from the Holy Spirit is my favorite subject when discussing the Bible. You discuss it in chapter five. I find that many people that I speak with are not moving in the power of the Holy Spirit or even realize that they can. What are your thoughts on that? I agree with you because what I have found in dealing with most people, uh, even Christians, mm -hmm. you know, most Christians, they don't mind. Uh, it's like going to the beach. Some Christians wear shoes when they go around the water. Mm -hmm. Some Christians, uh, they don't want to get the sand in their feet. When it comes to the things of God, a lot of people are saved. They believe in the Holy Spirit. They believe in prophesy. They believe in speaking in tongues. But they don't think it's for them. It's just for a certain denomination with a certain name or certain people. You know, but he said, after the Holy Ghost comes, you shall have power. And that's why we have so many weak people that have so many uh, fear because the word of God tells us God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. It's lack of teaching. If you notice in Matthew, the fifth chapter, when Jesus was teaching his disciples, he did teaching. Do you know most people don't want to be taught? Yeah, I do. Most know. people don't understand teaching. A lot of people love to preach, yeah. but preaching not going to do me any good unless I understand what preaching means. Yeah. Yeah. So Jesus taught his disciples. Then he told them to wait until you empowered. And that's why we have so many weak Christians. They can't, no one is being laid hands on. Uh, uh, people are casting demons and devils out. Uh, people are afraid to go out at night. Uh, people are, are, can be healed. And people love to say that the hospital, the church is a hospital. And I tell them, no, 
church is not a hospital. People die in the hospital, but the church is a deliverance center. If you have the Holy Spirit, he said, after you receive the Holy Spirit, you will have power. And so many people do not have the power they need to do God's work. Yes, yes. I totally agree with that. Totally. I often speak about that when I am talking with, um, through my ministry as well. And I, I, I'm constantly reminding even um, the women that I um, speak with through my empowerment ministry that you have to understand all of the words of God. You just can't take bits and pieces of it. You have to understand it or else you become what scriptures say that you're going to become having a pretense of religion, but denying the power that comes with it. So the power of the Holy Spirit, again, as I said, it's my favorite part of the Bible and it's my favorite subject because I want to empower everyone with the spirit of um, God so that they can um, understand that they are able to live according to God's will. And it's through God's power that you are able to live according to God's will. So in chapter six, you discuss coming from brokenness to a wholeness in God. Let's talk about that. Yes. You know, there are people that use their past. Uh, I didn't have a mother. I didn't have a father. I had a bad relationship in my marriage. I went through this. I went through that. Do you know those are just stepping stones mm -hmm. to help us get up to the mountain? Mm -hmm. We can use those as steps because you know if you went, if you got through your past, you can be assured if God brought you through that, you can look back and say, "Wow." I've been through this, I've been through that, and what it does, it can say, well, God, I know that you can bring me through anything. So when you are broken, that's when you're more vulnerable. When yes. you are hurting and you're going through, that's when the power, as you mentioned earlier, the power of the Holy Spirit will come and bring you comfort, bring you peace, bring you joy, and then you'll be able to forget. I have found that when we stop worrying about ourselves and put our mind, our heart and spirit in God and what he wants for us. He will take your brokenness and he'll take that brokenness and he'll be like humpty dumpty. They couldn't put him back together again. But God will put you back together so that you will look at yourself and people. And you know what I love about it, doctor? He will let your past and everything you go through, everybody will know about it. Everybody will look at you. They'll be pointing their fingers at you when you're going through. But when God get through with you, he'll bring your brokenness and people will say, wow, I remember when. And then you'll be able to help somebody else and tell them, if God brought me through it and he brought me to where I am, don't you know he can do the same for you? So it's all about having a story that works, okay? Yes, it's yes. all about proving that the word still works. It's yes. all about being tied up, wounded up, and engrafting the things of God. It's all about knowing who we are in Christ and who we want to become. 
Yes. You get me ready to preach now. No, that's all right. That's all right. I'm I'm always got an ear for it. So <laughs> the Holy Spirit needs you to preach on this. But if I get, what you gonna do? You gonna preach? That's what you gonna do? <laughs> I have. I, I tell you what, because I have come back from the comeback of life. Life will will throw you a curveball, and people need to realize they cannot catch a curveball, my sister. That's right. That's you right. gotta be in the right position, in the right platform, and in the right. And what I have found that people are intimate with everybody but God. Yes. Okay. You got to get to know Him and get intimate with Him. That's right. all right. All right. And um, my last question, and then we can go into a regular candid conversation. I love how in the end of your book, you leave plenty of space for your readers to reflect and take notes. How important is it to reflect and take notes after reading any biblical scripture? I'm always trying to encourage every because person that I talk to to journal. Right. You must journal. But how important is that? Let's talk about that. You know, I have found that when you reflect and you take notes and you read and you take notes, it helps you see yourself better. It helps you find where you need to be or what you're missing. You know, I've been preaching since I, um, since 1988. I was called at 13. Okay, and some of the same scriptures that I use and some of the same subjects as I, as you say, if I read and take notes and I journal and I go back and I'm saying, wow, I, you know, things that I didn't know then that God allowed me to know now and I can reflect and say, okay, I learned something new. Same scripture, mm -hmm. but you learn something new when you keep reflecting and taking notes and God himself will start speaking to you. Yeah. And he'll make it clearer for you. And that's why people need the Holy Spirit. Because there are a lot of uh, people in God's churches who are going to hell through the church. You know that. Yeah. They're in the church, but they don't have the church within them. Yeah. Because their spiritual eyes have not been opened. And they can't spiritually hear. And their hearts have not been opened up. Because this is a faith walk. And this book will endow you, empower you, equip you, because there's a war going on. And that's probably one of my other books, but I'm going to give a sequel to this. There's a war going on and we cannot fight it with flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's just talk about our growing up, because as we said in the beginning of this podcast, we are first cousins. And so I know that my house, <laughs> I know that we are, I know that my parents, I grew up in a very Christian um, spiritual household. And I know that all of my basic relatives are the same. So it's like, how important is it to grow up in an environment where you where you have been fed the word of God from infancy, because I, I sometimes speak to um, others and I, I speak to a lot of people who don't know what that feels like because they didn't come to the Lord until they were grown, like way later in life. And um, for, for us, you know, for us, because I know um, where it started because we have, we have a whole 
legacy and a history of, um, of godliness, I, I, for lack of a better word, and spiritual awareness. So let's talk about, let's talk about our upbringing for a minute. You know, our mamas and our daddies and our granddaddies and our grandmamas. This faith walk you're talking about has been a long faith walk because it has been in our family for a long, long time. We have preachers and teachers in this family. And, and you know what? It's just awesome because when God called me into the apostle, to be an apostle, if I had not had the faith through my dad, my mom, my granddad, and we're not aware that apostles still live, God still talks to people one-on-one -on -one in the Holy Spirit. Because believe it or not, my message for Sunday, for Mother's Day, remembering mothers in a happy way. You know, we lost our mom, which is your aunt, yeah. uh, June the 16th of last year, mama. Uh, so my message Sunday, re remembering mothers in a happy way. Yeah. As you say, things we were taught. Yeah. I mean, no one was a culinary chef, but we didn't starve, did we? That's right. Did we starve? No. No. Uh, our mothers were in home economic teachers, but they taught us how to sew, didn't they? We yes. learned how to sell, didn't we? And we didn't we didn't have uh, uh, four or five Bibles in the house, but we learned a scripture, mm -hmm. and we learned how to read from the oldest child reading, and all of us sitting around. And, you know, I remember mom in a happy way, and our dads were there, and but you know the mamas always led the house, mm -hmm. and and the dads always enforced whatever the mama said. So it was just good memories that we need to hold on to. Because, you know, there are a lot of um, parents now, or younger adults or mothers or families who don't have that heritage that we have. They don't have that strong faith legacy. Yeah. And one of the things I tell people, and I know you've heard this, they said uh, she left her footprints in the sand. But you know what I tell them? Yeah. Your, your parents left your footprints in the sand. My mom and dad didn't leave theirs in the sand for the rain, the wind, and the snow and stuff to dry them up. They left them cemented in the, in the ground. So every now and then, you know what I do? I think about, now what did dad say? What did mama say? I could go back to those footprints, mm -hmm. but if they were in the sand, they would have been washed away. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So we have a strong legacy and we can be happy that our parents taught us by examples. Yes, yes. Um, as you know, of course you do, because um, he's your uncle and your auntie. You know, my mom and dad died 17 days apart <laughs> in 2020. That was a difficult situation to deal with. But one of the things that I all, that right after I buried my mom. I was. I told them we have to keep mommy's legacy alive because um, my mother was. Right. Oh my God! You know how how spiritual and how loving that I know that Nora Lee Buffet was, and I'm gonna keep her name alive because that woman is the reason why I am who I am today. She's the reason why my spirituality was so strong. My right. walk was so strong. How I became um, a minister, how I went on to, um, you know, um, continue in my schooling to um, get my doctorate. But it is, it's amazing 
when I look back at our family roots and I see the longevity of our spiritual walk. And I, and I don't want the next generation to, to forget that. So I think it's up to us. It's definitely up to us to continue the legacy. And we have to do our parts and we have to stay faithful and continue to, to speak faith into our children and our children's children or else it'll be lost, you know, because it wasn't lost to us because our parents. Well, I agree with you. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, I, um, I'm the one that I, I think I'm just like the one that, um, uh, Sort of like David was, I I, I shepherd everybody. Um, anyone I come in contact with as an apostle, I'm always nurturing them or whatever. Um, and I have, um, God allowed me to uh, leave off my job in 2005 and I went back and got one master's. Then I'm, a, I'm also a spiritual life coach. I got a graduate uh, a master's in leadership and then I went back and I'm a life coach. And I was like, why am I getting all these degrees and why am I getting all this information like you're getting your doctor? Because we need to be able to educate, yeah. not only spiritually, but we need to be able to let them know that you don't have to sit around and say what I don't have, but you have to work to get what you do have. And when you ever earn something, it makes you feel so much better than when someone handed you something on the yeah. platform. Yeah. So I'm, uh, you know, as you see me, or uh, they tell me, "Wow, you keeping a two year?" I keep a two year old child. Okay, mm -hmm. I keep. As you heard me had to leave a few minutes. I had to sort of discipline. I'm being a licensed social worker. I know where to hit them at. I know what to tell them. I know how. But I have to empower them with some spirit and some faith in God. Yeah. And I have to chasten them because just like God chases me, he loves me. Because their grandmother, who was my daughter, you know, God called her home 2014. And so I'm the grandmother and the great-grandmother. And I'm traveling, I'm writing, uh, uh, doing workshops, counseling, preaching, teaching, everything. But my first priority, um, because my daughter is an adult, is bringing these little children to a place where they'll know God. Yes. You know, through everything else, I make sure I take time with them. My daughter said, my granddaughter said, well, grandmama, you don't have to take care of them. Uh, I know that I can get someone to keep them, but just getting someone to keep your children, and that's what has happened to a lot of children yeah. where they were abused by uncles, cousins, or whatever, being yeah. left with mothers trying to work. Mm -hmm. you know, so it's 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 been it's been good it's, it's been good it's been good well i'm so thankful that you did not we you know you got we me and you and i were touching agreeing matthew 18 and 18 because i said the devil is such a liar that he thought we were not gonna get together when we had actually had to rearrange our whole schedule because i know i did yes when you uh, when you reached out to me, I said, okay, I've I got I've to do it. I can't wait till the 30th because yeah. I could be wrong by the 30th. But I said, no, we need to do this this day, this yeah. day. So Great. God is good. God, God is good. good. God is good. And I knew that I was going to sit right here. I said, well, I don't care how long. And, I, and another thing. I'm gonna sit right here until she until she connects that computer because we're gonna have this conversation. 
We are. <laughs> and um But you know what is ironic? Anything that anything that I got allowed me to do, we know we're gonna get attacked. Mm -hmm. So it was just an attack to just to see how much faith we really do have. Okay. Yeah. And God allowed this was a teaching moment for both of us. Mm -hmm. That we have to have that patience. So thank God that you had the patience because oh, yeah. um, every time I was trying to connect, they were saying upgrade, saying this. And I'm like, I wrote a whole book yeah. and I did it by Zoom. I did all these things by Zoom. So what are you talking about? I've been working on Zoom for years. So what are you trying to say? Yes. But it was just the enemy. But he did not know who he was messing with. Exactly. I have not given up. And guess what? I'm not to give up. And I'm not going to get to heaven when I get to heaven and sit down. When I get to heaven, my sister, I'm going to thank God that I made it. I'm not going to tell them about how nobody treat me or anything. You know the song? I'll tell God how you treated me. No, I'm not going to do any of that. But thank God. Thank God that I made it. That's right. So tell your audience how they can get your book. How can they get your book? How the, okay. How to come back from the comeback is on Amazon.com. And I will also have my web up. But go um, for now, they can do Amazon.com uh, for those that want to directly get my autograph. Um, they can, I think my number may be on the book. Uh, oh. They can um, contact you uh, okay. personally because I don't want to give it out to everybody. No, that's uh, And I can do uh, bulk shipping and I can autograph them. But if they're on Amazon, they will not be autographed. But uh, I want them to get the book. I want them to use it. Um, veterans, uh, schools, nurses, uh, children, husbands, wives, uh, anyone that being bullied, anyone that going through depression, church hurt, whatever you're going through, you need to get not just one, but you need to buy books of them, give them for gifts, birthday presents, Mother Day gifts, whatever, and tell them that they can come back from their comeback of life. Okay. All and right. They'll be able to tell others I've been there, but God brought me through. All right. Well, that's good. And I'm going to add, like I did for the other author that I spoke to just last week, if you would like a copy of How to Come Back from the Combat of Life, please send me an email and I'll make sure you get one. You can send that email to shicministry, one word, at gmail.com. And I will make sure you get the first 10 people, the first 10 people who contact me will get a copy of this book. My ministry, Sisters Hope and Sisters in Christ Ministry, will send you a copy of this book if you need to have it because we want to make sure that it's in everyone's hands. So contact us. And we will get you a book. All right, Arlene, is there anything else you would like to say in closing? Is there anything else that you want to add? Something you have on your heart? Maybe you want to say a prayer or anything. The floor is yours. What do you want to say? Well, before the prayer, I would like to invite them. I want them to invite them to join me every Tuesday night, Eastern Standard Time at 8 
where ministry where yours truly the apostle Erling J. Hayes is the founder, the CEO, and the pastor. And the number is 605-468-8003. Enter the code 333-650-POUND. Again, 605-468-8003. 003 and the code is 333-650-POUND. Okay, great. Every Tuesday night, standard time at 8 p.m. Okay. Amen. Teleconference. Okay. Amen. I wrote that down for myself too. I will also put this in the body of the um, podcast so that individuals can have their fingers, get it at their fingertips. But it's been a great pleasure to have this conversation with you today. Thank you for it's been my pleasure. Thank you. I know it was short notice, but you know, I asked and you said, of course, and here we are. And I'm so grateful that you did. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. All right. Thank you for having me. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. God bless you. Oh, thank God you. bless you. Thank you. So do you want to pray us out of the podcast right now? Let's pray. Hanala Shetilalamandala Shanda. Ikinalamanda, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. We say thank you this night. We glorify you and we praise your name. Thank you for this ministry and for the cousin that reached out to another cousin that we can do kingdom work, God, working together. We ask you to bless the listeners and God that you will continue to lead, guide, and direct us, empower us, and cause us to be who you'll have us to be. God, we thank you and we bless your name as we pray for this world situation in the name of the Father, Son, and it is in the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. Amen. And I always seal my prayer in the blood for no repercussion, no backlashes, and no revenge. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. All right. So we done got blessed for this evening. I want to thank my listeners for joining in again. This is Caroline Bethia Jones, and I am your host of Real Talk with Real People, a candid conversation with Dr. Caroline Bethia Jones. You can hear my podcast every single month on the 20th of the month, the 20th of the month. And you could join us on Podbean, and you can follow me so that you can get all of the programs that come every single month. Um, Thank you for joining us, and I will see you next time. Thank you very much.